today I have Heather. Right. Say your last name for us. Hediger. Hediger. Mm-hmm. It's Norwegian. Oh. <laughs> So we're getting close to the, the Swedish, yes. Is free shirt. So, <laughs> I went in on that. Okay, no, no, it's not, it's okay. They're not going to sponsor me. So, um, a lot of people in this area probably know Heather. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know Heather very well at all, which is crazy because apparently she taught my daughter in third grade. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and it took me a minute. Like I remembered her name because my older sister was always. Yes. Always using your name. <laughs> and, or like, because yeah. she would talk about her daughter's school and her daughter mm-hmm. had you before my daughter did. Uh-huh. So I'm not a real involved in school mom unless there's trouble. Yeah. And then I show up. And if I have to show up at the school, usually the principals are like, whoa, we do not want her coming. And Back. I'm like, what is going on? You know, I'm like, I don't have time. Let's fix this issue. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, you taught my daughter, you taught at least one niece, if mm-hmm. not two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One niece. Yep. And so, okay, so really the reason I asked Heather to come today was because Heather has been through a divorce. Yes. As have I. And yes. um, in full disclosure, we're always looking for people who are willing to talk authentically about their experiences because I feel like so many people don't. And yeah. if they hear somebody else saying things that um, resonate with them, it validates it validates mm-hmm. their suffering, and it also mm-hmm. gives them hope, whether yeah. they realize it or not, because they know that there's something on the other side of what they're experiencing right now. I love that, and that's why I wanted to be here, because I feel like our lives are really, transparency is how God uses us, mm-hmm. not perfect vessels, but broken vessels, mm-hmm. and God puts us back together with that Gold, if you've ever heard of the Chinese yes. proverb. <laughs> yes, I, I love that. I love that. I just think that when the pieces are broken and you have God in the picture, he puts those broken pieces back together to make such a beautiful work and stronger, um, you know, when you're putting him in the right path. The heart so. behind the idea of the gold paint, like a culture, like the Chinese culture, respect, like, thinking that that is beautiful. I know. Let's use the gold paint. And and then they put that piece back out. I know. And Um, it's stronger. When it's put together back with gold, it's actually stronger than before it was broken, which is, to me, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. So. Falls in line with all of the other uh, motivational things about scarring. It does. It does. So... Um, okay, so I ran back into Heather as I started working part-time at a local gym, and mm-hmm. she was in the gym, mm-hmm. and I was like, I recognize her. <laughs> and then somebody told me, you had been through a divorce, and yeah. I I don't really know your story. So today, yeah. I'm inviting you to share your story in whatever okay. capacity you want to. Sure. And you can start sure. wherever you want. Okay. Um, I think my story is a little bit different for the fact that I didn't grow up in a Christian home, and so, um, you know conservative, rural, Pennsylvania town, um, grew up in the horsing industry, riding horses, mm-hmm. showing horses on the weekend, wow. kind of was my life. Um, so I guess I was considered the farm girl. We just had a ton of animals out in the country, and my mom bought me my first pony so I wouldn't play with the boys because it was just boys in the... <laughs> the neighborhood yeah so my mom's like we're changing this and it worked (laughs) and it really worked so the pony just took off and so I we had neighbors move beside us and um like my mom and dad were pretty conservative Mm -hmm. people moral people we didn't go to church though or anything like that I had a grandmother who um went to church some but I I I really didn't know anything about the Bible. So, like, if you were to ask me about David and Goliath, I'd be like, who's that? Mm-hmm. So my knowledge base was, I knew a little bit about Noah's Ark, but anything else beside that was, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. So for me, where I'm at now, like, my kids know so much from birth, but I wanted to instill that in the next generation. But so my um, background is a little different for the fact that I was searching And um, I didn't have parents pushing me. I didn't have anyone pushing me. I just was searching for answers. And these neighbors moved in beside us. And I was 16 at the time. And I kept watching them. And I'm like, wow, they go to church a lot. 
And um, I like thought, you know, church maybe once a week, but they went like three times a week. I'm like, man, these people just go to church like all the time. And I'm thinking, what is going on with this? And um, their little boy, who is five, invited me to vacation Bible school Mm -hmm. and um, because he got points. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I'm like, sure, I'll go. And so I went with him and he got his point and for his vacation Bible school and I think I just had such an open heart Mm -hmm. and I talked to the pastor that day that was in that was 1990 and um, I I went to the pastor's office he sat down and you know basically led me through the Romans road and told me what Jesus did for me and um, said would you like to accept Jesus as your savior and I'm like yeah yeah I, I, I knew there was a God but I didn't really know much about it, but I knew I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, I really want this. So I started going to church and my grandmother had gone, gave me this Bible. It was like a little kid's Bible and had milk spilled all in the pages. So so I took it to Sunday school and they're like, turn your Bible. My, like all my pages are stuck together. So everyone is like, oh, you know. So, uh, you know, but I like, I knew I had to bring my Bible, you know, it's like this little tiny kitty Bible with all the pages stuck together. But um, so I started going and I went into a new believers class where I learned John 3.16 and the youth pastor saw that I really had, I was like a sponge that I really Mm. wanted to learn and he bought me my first Bible. So, and because I told him, I said, I don't understand. Like I read this and it's like so complicated. I just, I don't get this. So when he bought me my first Bible, he bought me the parallel Bible with the NIV and the King James. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and, and to be perfectly honest, I actually (laughs) bought myself a kid's Bible Mm -hmm. because I had to start like, I had to start no, like yeah. a little kitty. I didn't understand like the Bible. All. I actually, every night I was so thirsty to learn and so embarrassed too, because I felt like oh, I just didn't. That's the educator in you. Though. Oh, I see that you're still very absorbent. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I wanted to learn so bad. And I felt mm-hmm. like everyone was ahead of me. So I would read like Adam and Eve and, and then I'd read all these little tiny little kitty stories just to try to catch up. And, um, and then I started going to, and I was in public school at the time, and then I went to um, the church and started memorizing b- verses, and then uh, I won the the Bible verse contest and the youth group, because I just decided I just need to put all that information in my brain, even though I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put it up in there. I don't exactly know what all this means, but I know it's good for me. Mm-hmm. So the youth pastor was just, I think, just saw my thirst for that knowledge and um it's uh then i i asked my mom and dad um who were not christians and asked i said i really want to go to christian school and i just i i want to go and i want to i want to be able to take bible class so they said okay which i i'm so thankful because i remember i went into christian school in my 10th grade year it was very small little Mm. like rural (laughs) probably most of them were yeah and i graduated eight in my class so very super small i'm I'm familiar with those yeah size schools yeah and so um i remember i had to do a compare contrast paper in the school is between i had to do a david goliath and compare and contrast with something else and i went up to the teacher and i'm like I can't do the paper because I don't even know the story of Dave and Goliath. Mm. And she's just like, really? And I said, Mm-mm. but I said, you tell me, you know, I'll do it. And then like, I was very faithful in church and I sit by myself and I just, I don't know. I just had this like super thirst. And then it took a while, but then my mom came to know the Lord. And then um, my dad was a little bit more hesitant um, asked me to stop going to church for a little bit, and I had to. I went with the neighbors, mm-hmm. so, and um, and then he let me go back to church again. And then the last one to be saved was my brother. So I, but I mean, even during that time, I was learning, but I just I didn't have a lot of knowledge base about the Bible. Even mm-hmm. just you know, I didn't have anything at home. I was just everything yeah. was just coming from my own pool of and the church. That was you know pretty much it. So I had, I thought, you know, it scared me at the, mm. even though I became that Christian, but I was so scared mm-hmm. and I wanted to go to college, but I'm like, I don't want to go to like a super Bible college because I don't know enough, no. but I want to go to a college that maybe has a little Bible. So then I'm not like super out of place. 
And my my I think it's so cute that <laughs> you thought you were behind everybody. Yeah, it's it was I I think because when even when I went to Sunday school and everyone and you said say turn in your Bible and everyone's turning in their Bible and I'm just like, I have no idea where I'm supposed to go. Aww. You know, and I can remember being in church and the pastor he would pe- preach on the um I didn't know any of the hymns. So, you know, I'd be in church and everyone's singing along and they say, close your hymnal. And I'm like, oh, no, don't close your hymnal because I don't know the words. And it was it was very um, scary. Yeah. But I kept pushing myself. I didn't I didn't try to shut down. I just kept pushing myself. And it would be so frustrating because a lot of times the pastor would say sometimes like, yo, you know, the rest of the story. And I'd come up to him after the sermon and say, I don't know the rest of the story. So and he stopped doing that after Aww. I said that twice. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just, it was that true, you know, genuine heart to just like, it was like a baby, you mm-hmm. know, when they, when they talk about like the milk, mm-hmm. I was so just drinking the milk, yeah. you know, I just, and it took me because I had no one else feeding me. I was just, I was on the milk for so long. And mm-hmm. then when it was time for me to think about what I was going to do in the future, um, you know, I loved the farm animals and I and I loved you know kids mm-hmm. and I decided that um, it was probably going to be teaching and my youth pastor we we looked at different you know we went with a youth group looking at Christian schools and finally he said I really think Bob Jones would be a good fit for you Heather uh, and I was like mm, okay well I'm just gonna trust you on this mm-hmm. and um, his name was uh, Pastor Doug Wright He's now a, a preacher in Berryville, Virginia. Hmm. And, uh, but he was very instrumental in my life. And then another pastor, um, Pastor Gerald Jeffers, is the one that led me to the Lord. And um, he um, was very instrumental in my life, too. But I went to Bob Jones, and um, I just, I can remember, first of all, you have to know, I'm a little country girl, so <laughs> going to the South was, I brought um. all warm clothes, no winter clothes, because I'm thinking, it's the South, so I get down here in the fall, and I'm freezing, Aww. and my poor mother has to send me clothes, because I totally, we didn't know, <laughs> it got cold down here, and um, it was, it was just very shocking to me for all of the... The culture in and of itself, just like... Yeah. You're yeah. dealing with bigger numbers. If you were um, in a tiny school, now you're in a bigger school. Yeah, and I think just coming from, like, like I was only around maybe, like, Christian people in my youth group. Yeah. And then growing up in, in public school and then now the having is, all these different parameters thing. and then coming mm-hmm. to, which, I mean, my church was conservative, but having all these different standards and, like, trying to just live up to all these standards it was just it was hard i just you know i had this like hard to try to do the right thing but um it was just, you know it just it and there's i'm telling you all this because this is going to come back mm-hmm. this reason I'm, I'm laying this foundation so um but I, bet, I bet that also having that experience made you more empathetic when you were teaching kids yeah yeah too. yeah and i think too in the christian school like i couple parents came to me later and said heather you know you were you just took each child uh, when i was teaching and you took them with their gifts and worked with their gifts uh-huh. you didn't like make them all fit in a box yeah and i'm like well no because god gave each of them different gifts and i work with what they have and um I think maybe working with animals maybe helped in that area. You know, I don't know. But always having, out, I was always outdoors and always with yeah. the animals. Maybe that filtered into working with, you know, children with different capacities because mm-hmm. they always seem to give me the, the really bad boys. So, <laughs> no, but, yeah, so I don't know. But, you know, once we once we got the ground rolls, they They're were like, fine. They're like, so nice. She, can, so, handle, she yeah, can handle a little chaos. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it worked out perfect. But, um, so anyway, I graduated from Bob Jones. And, um, but before I graduated from Bob Jones, I, it was working out a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I met my husband and he is actually older. He had already graduated from Bob Jones and he had a master's degree um, from them also. 
And so we had met. He was visiting a professor on campus, and we had met. And, um, you know, I guess he knew my – actually, he knew my Sunday school teacher, which was his age, that went to my church. Huh. And so we just started talking. And um, he ended up um, asking me on a date. And um, actually, I was I was into this fitness thing, and he I, we were talking about this fitness thing, and he got me this number. And then he asked me out on a date. And, and then we started dating, and um, – I remember uh, at that time, I, I mean, coming from my background, I just loved all types of music mm-hmm. and and he coming from very conservative background and me trying to do right, you know, he... Um, he was always willing to steer you in the right direction. Is yes. Is that what I'm going to hear? Yes. And yeah. um, took the fuse out of my car for my radio and you know just wow. told me I don't need to be going to the gym anymore and I'm like oh okay 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 I'm you know and I got this heart that's a really um you know wanted to do the right thing and um he comes from pastor family and I'm like okay okay and you trusted that he yeah was yeah guiding you. yeah so you know and um and 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 I pretty much was like trying to figure things out on my own a lot too, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, I had a lot of wonderful Christian friends, so I was never like this girl did parties or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just like this girl that just wanted to do right, you know. Mm-hmm. But trying to find out you where the right was, the mark. yeah. So I, um, you know, we ended up. It was very short. We ended up get you know not dating very long, getting married, and. Um, he, uh, he at that time he had lost his job, and then he went. Um, his mom and dad were in the ministry most of their lives, and then he ends up getting a job as a youth um, minister at a church in North Carolina. And then I taught in the school at North Carolina, and um, you know I he was older, so I kind of wanted to be getting close to having kids. You mm-hmm. know he he kind of wanted to wait a little bit, and I wanted to have kids and. So I ended up teaching just like a year um, in the public school and then going to the Christian school. And then we ended up having our first Daniel. And then not to, and then I ended up staying home. So um, needless to say, you know, I've been home with kids and we'll just kind of jump right to the mm-hmm. end. And um, so I've homeschooled and I've taught Christian school and I've been stay-at-home mom. And um, were you were – you- were you teaching before you had Daniel? Yes. And then it stopped teaching? Or did you go back to work and teach after you started having No. Kids? When I had Daniel, my oldest, um, I stayed home um, up until they were um, in third grade. But I worked little part-time jobs in this between This might there. be why you kind of fell off my map, too. Yeah. Because yep. my, my oldest is 20. Yep. And so after you would have taught her. Yeah. And I came back, when I came back to teaching, it was third grade. And that's when I mm-hmm. had your had your oldest um, in third grade in Christian school. But, you know, it's, I wanted them. I mean, I homeschooled them up until third grade. And then I put them in, in Christian school. I seemed to go in threes. So I seemed <laughs> like I could do homeschool three years. And then it was like, okay. We got to make a change, and then I'd come back and read homeschool in three years, and they're like, "Okay, got to change, make a change." And was he on so, staff? He was not. Okay. He, he um, just had relationships. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was known. So and um, so he he um, you know he worked different um, jobs, and he we got out of the ministry, and then he worked um, different jobs in and out, and um, so, but my purpose is here. I don't. I don't want to tear him down just because he's my my kid's dad. And, you know, um, he has to do the things that he has to do. And um, so my point, you know, coming here today is just to share some of the things that I've learned from this and that I I think I missed a lot of red flags. And what I... Oh, so did I. Yeah. And so one of the things that I have learned is that, like, um, through this is there's, you know, as Christians and going through this of of the suffering of going through divorce is that I read a book called Change Me by Rick Thomas mm-hmm. and it was talking about like here is Christ who came to this earth who's perfect and he suffered 
So who are we mm-hmm. to say that we are not going to suffer on this right. earth? And that that little part made the biggest difference for me because I have this type of concept and being being married for 20 years, I kept thinking, you know, things were going to get better. I kept thinking things were going to change. I kept thinking, you know, things were going to be different. And, you know, I I think the biggest part was, and, and, and I think in divorce, we all... I don't always put maybe two sides. There's there's things we could both work on, you know, things, of course. You know, maybe one a little more than the other. But um, I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, we taught love hides a multitude of sins. But love does not hide wrong. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think there is a, I think I should have gotten help a long time ago of things that were happening. But I just kept thinking, People are going to get better. And that's my teacher part of me. Like, we make people better. We make people well, smarter. We I, make people, you yes, know. Yes, but and, also there's that hope that God's working in both of you. Yeah. You know, and we're yep. taught, like, it's the same yeah. with, like, certain pastors. We're taught, well, don't you trust them? God put them in that position. Yes. And yes. it's just like, well, I mean, well, okay, but God put them in that position. So yeah. don't you trust that? Yeah. And then you get that with a husband, too. Yeah. And then you're like, well... I know I need to change, so I'll give them time to change. Yeah. We're just, but we're both growing up. We're young, yeah. Yeah. and then you just keep making yeah. excuses. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in your defense, mm-hmm. you're conditioned for yeah. that. You've already, yeah. you've been preconditioned for that. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I think it's a mercy that God allowed it to bring you out of it. Yes. Um. So why would your flags go off is the point I'm trying to make. Yes. You, you didn't know. For me, I didn't know the questions to ask. No. So why would I ask them? Yes. Yes. And th- there was a lot of naivety that was going yeah. on. And um, and I just had this, like, willingness to please. And, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, God works through all of these things. And, you know, when I left, um, it was under um, duress. And um, I went to my mom and dad's house and ended up staying with them the rest of the time. And, um, you know, during that year of that separation, I just, you know, um, you know, some people can fall into victim status and then where everyone, it's everyone else's fault and not look at themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think even to this day, I, if there's any problems, I always look at myself and mm-hmm. like, where can I work at this? What can I do? Let's we don't we all fall into victim status, mm-hmm. but how long do we stay there and how yes. how do we look at ourselves? Yes. That's one of the biggest keys. Um, we have to come outside of ourselves and I think um I, I, I think divorce is hard on anyone in any situation, any family or whatever. I think if you can work it out, work mm-hmm. it out. Um, but there are just some cases that cannot be, and that was probably my hardest thing because I was like, God's going to work this out. He's going to work this out. And and I think when I left, I really thought, like, he's going to change now. <laughs> so I, I thought, yeah, I he's going to change now. <laughs> the first time I separated was for a month. Yeah. And, and it was not for the purpose of divorce. It was yeah. f- to give leadership a chance to go in and talk. Yeah. And we met at the end of three or four weeks for a prayer. Yeah. And he was saying all the right things. And I was like, well, that's what I wanted. I yeah. wanted his heart brought to a place of acceptance and, and um, yeah. admittance. Mm-hmm. And so I remember we had like this elder prayer together. And it was a little strange because he was very clingy. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was not used to that. He'd never acted like that with me before. Yeah. But he was saying all these things. And... Um, I remember I went I went back to see him. I was staying with my parents and I went to see him um, and he was taking a nap. We just had the and that should have been my flag mm-hmm. that after that huge prayer and in this whole it, you would think he'd be at home like working on something or like doing something but taking a nap who can sleep? Yeah. Can sleep. Yeah. But I I woke him up and I was like Okay, we need to talk about some things, and mm-hmm. then he was saying all the right things. So I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm coming back. You're saying the right things." And yeah. I remember being called by two leaders, um, and immediately because I think they knew I shouldn't go home. But yeah. this is another problem we're having with leadership. They don't want to say you don't do it yet, yeah. and they they were both like, "We 
we want to know why you're going back. Yeah. And I was like, well, wasn't that the purpose of all of this? Yeah. Like, I was so confused because we've been taught restoration. We've been taught all this from yeah. a very tunnel visioned point of view, yeah. I guess. And anyway, the the one, they were both very wise men. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you, if one of you had said, let's give it one week. Yeah. I want you just to both pray and stay one week and, and see what happens at the end of that week. I think it would have told. Yeah. But I went back. Yeah. And so then I was in there for another really long period of time mm-hmm. and going through all of that cycle again. But yes, I, I get yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I'm just, I'm going to be transparent. I was going to go back yeah. and my dad, but what happened was, is when I left and I told my dad everything that was going on, it was my dad that um, said, you have to choose be or him. Because I can't let you go back to that after you told me everything. That's a good father. And I love my dad. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't. And um, But I wanted to do the right thing. And so I am, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Heather, I'm so thankful you had somebody say those words to you. Because yeah, it was you hard. need to hear that. Like, hey, you're about, yep. he knew you were valuable and you should not be. Yeah. Treated less than that. Yeah. And, you know, even with that, I, I sought out a pastor um, before I went to my own pastor. I sought out another pastor privately mm-hmm. because I just I thought there was going to be change. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let me just go and tell this other pastor who doesn't know me from Adam. Let me just sit and share my story. There's and no bias or prejudice. No. And just, you know, I want to hear his side of things mm-hmm. because maybe there's something there that can help me. And so I did. And. The pastor said, you will not go back. You will not. And I was, so now I'm like hearing two people, you know, telling me this. And so I start, then I was like, okay, I, I need to go and talk to my pastor too about it. And, um, and so he, my, my ex pulled his membership from the church and, uh, you know, it just, it, it just ended up being you know, going down from, it didn't get better. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I just thought, if we could just get this all out on the table. That's what I thought. I thought if Full we, disclosure. Yeah, if we can just all we can be fix transparent. It and settle it like it's a puzzle. Yeah. And then everyone just has some accountability and, you know, we just become better people and we can use this to help others and it's okay. Mm-hmm. But the, but the biggest thing I think was I had the hardest time coming out of it is because I, uh, and I never said anything about anything for 20 years to anyone. I, and that's, that was what was so hard about everything is because no one believed me. Well, and I, if anybody listens to this and when they <laughs> listen to it, they need to understand that you're being very gracious and not giving details. I yeah. mean, you don't even have to give details. There's a yeah. lot of subtext there. Abuse is not just one way it yeah. doesn't have to be just physical it doesn't have to be just verbal it doesn't have yeah. to be just emotional it could be any one of those on any level yeah and when you're carrying it alone and there's nobody else yeah and, and honestly <laughs> maybe god prepared me with so many weird experiences in my life because i feel like if you weren't there you don't get it no and i was in those situations in other areas of my life even before marriage but it yeah. is true like yeah and to and I think we have a lot of sleeping Christians. Like, yeah. they just can't wrap their heads around what that would be like. Yeah. So they, they can't speak into it. No. And and I can remember um, my church was having, um, they were doing a series on the Ten Commandments. And um, they were talking, one, about divorce. And, and like, it hit. And, and this is, I'm going to be transparent again. Mm-hmm. It was... It stirred me up so much because the pastor is like, there is just really no reason at all for. Do-. I went home and I peed the bed because it. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible to say at my age. No, no. but I it was so emotional of like, wow, you know. And I, then I ended up seeking out Christian women who had gone through this and asked them. I really like. What do I do? What mm-hmm. What do I do? in this and uh and uh you know if the big thing was is that um he 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 didn't want um 
counseling. I wanted to go to this one Christian counselor and, um, he did not want to go to that one. He wanted to go to his best friend. And I said, no, um, because they it, all try this. They all, because I know several males who have tried this. Yes. And then we want our children to be the counselor. And I said, no. And so, um, it just, everything, you know, I wanted just to go to a professional mm-hmm. who knew all of this and could help us and lay it out because I really felt like it wasn't just uh, he and I, Mm-mm. the children needed yes. also to get things out, which I learned about things later on. Um, so, but that whole year was a very, very long year. And um, I was teaching at Christian school and it, and I, I can't tell you the ladies there had just been so wonderful to me. It was like my haven. I came there. I didn't let everyone know what was going on because I just, you know, mm-hmm. I just wanted a place just. Mm-hmm. So I just had like four of the ladies that were there, the principal and um, the other, my my aide and other people kn- knew. And um, But it was just like such a wonderful place for me to go and, you know, be able to have comforts and you know keep my mind with the children and happy Mm -hmm. and things like that but um I you know I just I told God because um I was also I had to uh, one lady say well why don't you just separate instead of divorce so I had that on my plate too Mm because I I just I didn't know what yeah, right I, thing was to do. I tried that. I was like, we'll just separate. We'll set boundaries. He'll finally conform. Yeah. But as long as I shared the married name, there was an understanding of control. There was an, and there was, and I don't know if this is a normal thing with like the, the more conservative churched. Yeah. I don't want to just put it on males because it's the environment because I've seen yeah. many, many females reinforce yeah. this behavior yeah. because they've been trained into it as well. But yeah. the attitude that um, there's a right. Yeah. I have a right mm-hmm. because I am this. And, mm-hmm. and that's just not, it's not an accurate definition of your role. Yeah. As yeah. husband or wife. Yeah. And I mean, um, like, and things or told me like I broke my marriage vows, I didn't love, I didn't honor, I didn't, you know. And in spite all the, of the fact that your covenant was broken prior yes. to you actually making a decision yes. to physically yes. remove yourself and your children from abuse. Yes. So there is all of that that was, you know, that was going on. And Do you uh, find it funny that people don't come and say, um, it's your job to protect your children? Yes. So whatever's going on over here, is one thing, but you're the last line of defense for this, and the children come first. Yes, yes. The children do come first. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where is that happening in church counseling? Yeah. Where oh, I'm hearing that from a few good men, a few yeah. good women, but across yeah. the board, that's never been the strong, like, okay, what's going on with the kids? It's like, mm-hmm. well, let's get you two repaired, and then everything else will fall in line, and that's that's not really accurate. No, and and I, I think... I just had to surround myself around wonderful, godly women. To and you know, I did go to my pastor a couple of times, but I, you know, to try to find answers. Mm-hmm. And some of them were divorced, some of them were not. So I had both sides, mm-hmm. and I had to basically make a decision of what I was going to do for all of our sakes, mm-hmm. um, because really, this filters this path. If this is where you feel that God has you on this path, um, it, it it affects. That's um, totally fine. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, it it affects everyone around you because mm-hmm. we are not an island to our own selves, mm-hmm. and so you know it's like it's like throwing the pebble in the water. It, mm-hmm. It's a ripple effect all around us. Yeah, and so I just God led me to a wonderful Christian lawyer. She was wonderful. She saw, you know, my situation. And I mean, I even told her, like, I, I don't know if this is um, the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, and I shared, she's like, Heather, there are times that this is right. And, and you know, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I just needed that. I think one encouraging thing, and, and I don't know if you took this verse in when you were going through your stuff or... Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've heard it a million times, is Psalm 56, 8. 
Um, he keeps track of all my sorrows, um, or you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You recorded each one in your book. Yeah. I mean, that was one of many. But like every time I would start crying, I was like, they're important. This is yeah. real. I'm not just victim here. I'm not yeah. just like, this is important. Yeah. And back to the covenant part of what you were experiencing with like people telling you like, oh, you're doing the wrong thing. You're you're make, breaking your marriage vows. Yeah. Um, the lack of impression on the, this covenant is made with you and a husband and God. Yeah. And when ne- severe neglect mm-hmm. has happened and yes. stepping away from the husband role, that covenant's been broken. Yes. So you're not teaching yeah. your children a healthy way to live no. um, in that broken covenant. No. And when I left, I lost everything. Yeah. So I, I moved he, out with three pair of shoes. I had no, my, he turned my kids against me. He shut my bank account down. Have, I had nothing wow. but my dog and my car and my, my mom and my dad. So it was, uh, it was, I, I basically said, God, why? Why are you doing this to me? And, and at what point did um, the boys start picking up on things? Like, okay, wait. Yeah, well, um, the hard part was is that I wasn't able to talk to my youngest and that's what kind of pushed me to like, I'm I'm able to talk to my child. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two were he just got them very angry, and it was my fault. And I'm a um, good wives never leave type thing. And they'll learn. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, it was very. Um, I just is the lowest part of my life. It was just very very hard. I know that's- and uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I I went through like a time of like depression mm. of like I've my kids for my life, mm-hmm. and how could they do this to me? Mm-hmm. How could they not? Be, you know, all of that. And but you know, a, a dear lady that I had been counseling with said, "Heather, just be quiet. Just be quiet and let God work. Don't do His work." Mm-hmm. You just do right and be quiet. And I did. And, you know, that's when the true colors start coming out of what goes on. You don't mm-hmm. have to do You're or right. anything. People show themselves they who sure they are. And the verse that I love is delight thyself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. And it took about, um, well, I got to see my youngest just because of the lawyer. And then my oldest in about six months. Um, called me up and um, sat down and uh, uh, talked. We talked for six hours and uh, he totally saw everything that was finally going on. It took a little longer for my daughter. But um, it was... Kids go through that. It, there's so much that they're going through. Yeah, they, yeah. It's hard for them. I know my daughters are like, really? Your your feelings? We're dealing with ours every year. <laughs> like there were times where I'm like, they can't shoulder my feelings on top of how they're processing what they're going through. Yeah. And they would try, especially yeah. my youngest. She would try to absorb it. Yeah. And I think the hardest thing was, is like my oldest said, mom, I just always thought we lived in the perfect Christian family because everything was behind closed doors. I never, I never complained. I never let the kids see things and things mm-hmm. always happened. Um, I think they probably see more things going on now and yeah. realize things they went through they shouldn't have gone through, mm-hmm. um, just to put it in a roundabout way. But um, I, I, I truly say this with a very sincere heart that um, uh, God has changed me in the most amazing way mm-hmm. through all of this. And I'm, it's been the hardest thing I've gone through, but probably the best thing to make me even better for him. And while it looks like the worst possible thing to experience, yes. and it definitely feels like one of the worst yes. possible things, yes. God did something with it. Yes. What if yes. the whole point was to desi- he desired a more real relationship with you and the yes. kids and mm-hmm. even your your ex like yes yep it's not and that was one thing i did discuss yeah. with pastors like you you can't look at this as a together thing it's about two individual hearts here there's yes. two things going on yeah and and another thing like i learned i learned about different types of people through mm-hmm. this and i also had to learn like the biggest swallow i've ever had to learn some people don't want to change Mm-mm. heather 
You have to accept that. Some people just do not want to change. And that was a big swallow for me. Mm-hmm. And then another um, thing that I have learned is that in the spot of Christianity and learning through all of this is that we have true, genuine people that want to follow the Lord and do all these things and be like Jesus. They want to be humble and serving and loving. And and then you have this other side that is pharisaical, mm-hmm. that they want Christianity, but it's only a shell. Mm-hmm. And they just obey all the rules and they want to look good, but really their heart inside is not what Jesus wants. And that's why he didn't pick the Pharisees to be part mm-hmm. of his 12. Mm-hmm. He picked the hardworking, the loving, the people that you know lived out loud yes and and so i think the reason that i wanted to come for for you on this is is one reason and it's one word and it's something i've had to learn through this is god works through transparency Mm -hmm. and god works through problems yeah we have to be able to share our problems one with another we cannot look like perfect people and, and you know the whole point of this yeah and it's not going to come out in every recording yeah is we're you're not alone no a lot of people are going through this yeah when my stuff got first got exposed i had four women in my small group messaging me one was calling me from a closet one night and i'm like yeah the church is never going to be okay with me. Yeah. I'm sharing resources, but I'm like, I'm kind of going through it myself. Are you sure you shouldn't be talking to somebody else? Yeah. And you know what? The truth is, yes, I should. Yes. I should because my heart was right. My heart was right and true. Yeah. I wanted what was right and best for my kids. Yeah. And while I was seeking it out, um, maybe messy, like it scared people because I was like direct and thunderstorm. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I yeah. don't care. And yeah. I mean, you can blame some of that on my exposure to MMA but it was about the fight and it was about being going for it and I'll I will shoulder the mistakes I make along the way yeah but the point is what do I know God wants for my kids what's what's true yeah so Heather I'm going to ask you this before we wrap up yeah do you believe that he is attentive to every detail Uh, God is attentive God is attentive oh yes every detail and even now you know working in my life um in so many ways, I see God continually um, working through so many people in so many ways. And just the wonderful place where he has put me and the wonderful people in my life. Um, I think I have learned that like in a relationship, it takes two givers mm-hmm. and not just a giver and a taker. And so when you have one wanting to give and the other out giving, wanting to live, it's like that old story of the couple of, you know, the woman that has the watch, I mean, the man that has the watch and the woman that has the long hair and they, she wants to get him a gift. <laughs> um, I can't remember the name of the story, but it's basically they outgive each other. Yeah. And when you have two people that love and want to outgive each other and just be transparent and loving. Mm-hmm. I think that's what glorifies God. The and, freedom and there's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah, yeah. So we believe he's intentional in working out his plan. Yes. And we believe it's an act of love far beyond our understanding. The rescue yeah. is always greater than the suffering and it yes. never looks like what we think it's going to look like. I say it over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. And people I I still run into people that are like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're divorced." And I'm like, you, you don't want to be callous, but it's like it was a rescue story. I know. For I just, my growth, my walk in the Lord, my yeah, children's. Yeah. And it's paved a way for growth yes. even for my ex. Yeah. What he chooses to do with that is. Yeah. And God's working proud. in his life, you know, as well as mm-hmm. ours. And, you know, and I've told my children, you know, I I just want you, all I want you to do is let me uh, listen to me. Let me share my wisdom. I'll let you make your own decisions, mm-hmm. what you want to do. Um, a lot of them make good ones. Some of them don't make good ones. But, you know, that's on their path, too, and their journey yeah, with the Lord, they, too. I feel like we need permission so, to make some mistakes. Yes, yes. And and Christianity is not about being perfect. It's, no. That's the big thing. Like, I, I know people that, like, I, to be honest with you, I've been probably hurt more by Christian people than non-Christian people. But, but that's how Satan uses that. Mm-hmm. It's not about people. It's about Jesus. So when we get our eyes on people right. and we get our eyes off of Jesus, mm-hmm. that's, that is our problem. Because 
Like Jesus is my hero. Yeah. And he is my, he is the, he is perfection. And so what the devil does is he gets other people to look at all mistakes of all the people are going on. And then they use that as an excuse. So I just, I think, you know, we just like the old bracelets, WWJD. What did Jesus do? <laughs> you know, that's, we, it's be that's honest, a pretty have, easy question to ask yourself before yeah, you make any That's decisions. really, you know, or how are you, if Jesus was sitting here, how, how what would you do with him mm-hmm. if he was here with your decision? And I check myself all the time, you know, mm-hmm. with that. So it's... um. God's and, given you a lot of new things, yeah, good things. Yes, yeah, a lot of and wonderful I, things. I know people and, know you in the gym, and they yeah. love seeing you in there. So I'm yeah. so glad that that's <laughs> such a that was such a huge part of your early life, and now yes. you're, yeah, able to live yeah. that in self actualization. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's just God used that and um, getting me um, into jujitsu just because that's I was a big deal. Yeah, I wanted to learn defense and be able to defend myself and um and that was uh i'm still doing that people um, don't understand either that is something very mentally healthy for you like yes it is. i've heard so many just blue collar guys say one yeah. it just makes my brain like things start making sense yeah i think yeah. that's really encouraging i mean i i have to be very careful about um just because the nature of the relationship and um of like things that I say, things that I post on like Facebook and things like that. Um, uh, just because of the situation at hand, um, mm-hmm. which is hard for me. Um, because you want to be open and real about it. Yes. Um, but it causes more harm than good. So I just know that God has a reason, you know, for all of that. And, so I, I just, I don't want to cause problems for my children and I don't, um, I try to be very careful for that, for their sake mm-hmm. and not that they're not like adults pretty much, but I too try to, I don't, I just want them to, um, not have to have anything they need to have to deal with. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, That's wise. So, yeah. more mothers and entertainment should think about <laughs> yeah, that. So, <laughs> thinking of a few but, right now. Yeah, but anyway, but um, so I guess you know, I think as as we as we close transparency and God uses transparency to help others, and and the biggest of them is God says is love. You know, and yes. how we love people. I think this, I'm going to say it wrong. It could be 14.4, but I think it's Exodus 4.14. God will yeah. fight for you. You just need to yes. be still. That my yeah. counselor was constantly drilling yeah. that into me, like, chill out. Yeah. And that's you're what. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Let the, yes. But yeah. back to what you had yeah. mentioned before. Like, that's just what she told me. Let them yeah. do the. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we have to look at things, even as I, when I taught children that, um, you know, I didn't always just like, you did that wrong. Because really, I was if if it's really in their heart, it's like it'll come out why again. Did you do that? It'll come out Talk again, and so mm-hmm. and I even apply that to people. Mm-hmm. Like if something is really wrong in their heart, and ha- not I know the heart is deceptively e- mm-hmm. evil, but I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like innate. If this is like something a problem, that problem is going to keep coming out yeah. and out and out and out. But um, so I think that as people. If there is a problem, it'll continually come out and come out and come out and it'll show itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, hard learning to navigate through around that. And then the people involved that are watching and yes. have questions yes. and then don't think it should be done that way or yes. look like that. And, yeah. you know, you're like, OK, I'm fighting for my sanity and mm-hmm. my heart and my just identity and yeah. and my children yes and you want me to give an answer to you yeah so it's kind of very very hard i know a lot of people are going through this and yeah. not talking about it no. or, and I'm, I'm i've met three women in the last month one yeah. of them is still kind of acting like she's okay with it i did this and i'm okay with it and yeah. and she is not no she's it, falling it, apart inside yeah it's it's i will tell you every time i went to counseling I cried almost mm-hmm. the whole time. It's taken me like... You have to grieve it. It's taken me years to get for me just to do this. 20 years of your adult life <laughs> so, <laughs> and you're grieving. It's like a slow death. Yeah. It and is. I don't I don't know that it ever fully leaves you. There's always a whisper of sadness because yeah. it was it was not the thing you wanted. No. And you no. wanted to honor God in it. Yeah. 
And so I, I do still struggle with that. I have nightmares that leadership is forcing me to move back in with yeah. my ex and live in the conditions that we were in. And yeah. like, that's a real thing. Yeah. I call them nightmares because yeah. I feel what I felt yeah. when those things happen. Yeah. And there, there are certain things that trip it mm-hmm. and make it, but you'd think that after eight years of divorce, that wouldn't happen. It yeah. still happens. Yeah. Well, I think what happens, at least for me, I mean, I don't know about other people, is it's a part of shame. And that is a very real point. Yeah. And yes, we go through that. this. And I think that was what kept me from getting help and is pride, mm-hmm. too, and, mm-hmm. and shame. And um, I, you know, if anyone's listening, don't let that stop you. No. <laughs> you have to be you, you. You have to like, you know, you have to be tough and you have to stand up for what's right. And. Um, I think that knowing that, um, I probably got, I took an aggressive approach with the girls and I would say, yeah. cowards don't say I'm sorry Yeah. and own your crap. Yeah. I probably didn't use the word crap, Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, own it because it's yours. Yeah. When you own it and let people know that you know this about yourself, they yeah. can't throw stones. Yeah. And then you can go from there. You can go cleanly from there, mm-hmm. like clean slate. Yeah. Um, but I, it was important for me to teach them that if they did if they weren't able to do that they were going to constantly be hiding things and feel Mm -hmm. shamed they i mean they felt shame over the divorce when nobody even knew about it like other kids at school didn't even know about it but they carried it yeah so and one day i'm gonna put the three of them on (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it they were like they're like okay we're willing and i'm like y'all don't be fighting now we're gonna be editing that's right that's right it'll be interesting because it is important it is important to hear from like that aspect too the the children's side but yes i want people to be encouraged that you're not going through it alone and you don't have to do everything about it all at the same time but don't don't shovel it away and just yeah. feel bad about it. Like that's not that's not how God wants you to live. Mm-hmm. And one thing I did learn, I think that um, I think the uh, uh, the story in the Bible about um, Abigail coming out and meeting David, and mm-hmm. then you know her husband was a fool, and then mm-hmm. he died, and mm-hmm. and then David and Abigail married. Mm-hmm. Is it Abigail? Am I saying that? I don't. Name right? I'm not Is sure it? to be honest Do you with you. I totally forgive me, yeah. people who taught me that story. Yeah. All my pastors on my life. I'm yeah. terrible at recalling things immediately. I have to write yeah. everything down. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that um, what was my point? What were you talking about right before? We're that? talking about our kids and um, our kids and living authentically. Yeah, and letting them speak and. Yeah, back I don't to, remember. Yeah. yeah, God took that thought away on purpose, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I. You know, God puts everyone in different paths. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if anything, um, I've become uh, understanding and more loving. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of that cr- critical type nature that mm-hmm. I was in. And uh, I did. I think when I was in that, I had a very critical spirit. And it was very humbling. Well, we've been so, taught to measure ourselves. Yes. Like, is this... Yes. And, and not even just by biblical standard, yeah. but by the standard we're taught yeah. based on the Bible. Yeah. So then there's like this cloud of yeah. um, interruption to mm-hmm. the purity. Like, and I, I do try to think this too. And I tell my children, when God, when you do something wrong, yeah. um, when you do something wrong as a child, I still love you. And I'm kind of like, are you done throwing that temper tantrum? Mm-hmm. Let me know when you're done so we can work on this, so we can talk about it. We're gonna, yeah. like, I kind of feel like it's more how God, we're not threatening to God. Yeah. So as we're trying to figure out what to do, we're, we're going through this thing that isn't supposed to be right. We're divorcing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, instead of freaking out, like just, hey, God's, he's, he's okay. He's not threatened. Mm-hmm. If you don't think that he's not big enough to say, you're doing the wrong thing, let me redirect you, yeah. then you don't, you don't even know who you worship. Yeah. And that you have to trust that. Mm-hmm. So I would say to anybody who's about to go through the process or is in the process, um, if you are, re- if you're feeling that, mm-hmm. are you feeling that because of what other people around you are saying? Or are you yeah. feeling that because maybe you're not making the right decision? Yeah. Are you trusting that God's going to put the right people in your life mm-hmm. to yeah. redirect you or he's going to reveal mm-hmm. that redirection in some kind of way? Yeah. Um, and this is not a perfect world. 
So we have to keep remembering that we are not perfect people. This is not a perfect world. And unfortunately, because this is not a perfect world and we, and this is, we are not perfect people. We are, we are gone. People are going to Now I know the biblical way is Mm -hmm. to stay together, but unfortunately it's not the way it is for everyone. Well, and we have a to reason be. It is the biblical way, and the reason God put that standard and law yes. for His people to follow. Yes. But there are also many other things that have happened. Yes. That God ordained throughout the Scripture. Yes. And so I think um, you're right. Living in a cluster of structure and it, it bred the criticism because you weren't hitting the mark. Yes. Um, yeah. And and you don't get a choice now that you've gone through it. That's that's my thing. It's like. Yeah. I I didn't meet the mark. Yeah. I didn't meet the standard. Yeah. And guess what? Your people that are yeah. supposed to be who you're feeding in church are coming to people like me and other people who have walked this roadmap yeah. because they're not getting answers. They're not getting what they need to know how to navigate through what they're doing. Yeah. And, and we and and we have to continue to remember that if you're in a church, the church is like a hospital. We're, exactly. We are, the church is a hospital for all of us broken people. Yeah. I and we're feel- all broken. Everyone's broken in every different ways. Mm-hmm. So we got to stop thinking like that family over there is perfect. That family. No, we all are going through struggles and mm-hmm. we have to stop criticizing and we have to stop backbiting and we have to start loving mm-hmm. and and supporting each other and building each other up. And that's what Jesus would want us to that's what mm-hmm. he did when he was on earth. I continue to want to watch what he does with his people and just emulate him. Mm-hmm. And that's when God moves, not when we try to think that, I mean, we, we strive to be more like him. It's mm-hmm. not that I'm saying, you know, not to strive to be like him, but we have to stop putting on this outer shell of like my life is perfect and yours not it's just it's so, armor yeah it's, it's not the right kind of armor no but it and, is armor. and in all honesty i i was like that mm. I, and well, god broke yes. me god totally broke me um through all of that and i see people now in just such a different way and i just you know love changes things and i always think of zacchaeus Mm-hmm. One of the stories that I think of Zacchaeus, the wee little man, everyone hated him. <laughs> he was that, ta- I mean, he was like a liar, a cheat, and everyone, everyone hated him. But you know what? Jesus loved him. Mm-hmm. And he invited him to his house for dinner. And everyone looked at him. Why would you want to do that? Jesus just loved him. Mm-hmm. And he loved him so much that not only did, Jesus, did Zacchaeus come to the Lord, his whole family did because of love, because of one man's love. Maybe so. the divorce is what it took to take. I, I don't think I was armoring well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was doing the perfect armor well. The yeah. bad, the wrong kind of armor. I don't even think I was doing that well. But maybe it took the divorce yeah. um, for God to say, no, you absolutely are not going to be fitting into that. Yeah. And so get ready. It's going to be full exposure. Yeah. Yeah. It makes us into better. I mean... He makes us into better people as long I've as we're willing to. I've never so freely. Yes. Yeah. Like me and God. Yeah. Yeah. And right. it has nothing to do with not having a husband. No. Because it is still a, a desired relationship. It is yeah. still, um, I loved being a wife. Yeah. I, wa- I love the role of a wife. I think yeah. it is an honor to be somebody's wife. Yeah. It has yeah. nothing to do with that. It has, no. not, it has nothing to do with not needing mm-hmm. um, thing. You can't yeah. meet your own needs. God designed yeah. you to be one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I completely understand that. That's I, not it. But yeah. I certainly feel more fulfilled in my personal relationship with yeah. God. Yeah. It's not I'm married and then I have a relationship yeah. with God. It's yeah. I know who God is to me mm-hmm. now, no matter what other yep. kind of relationship is in and out of my yeah. life. And I always tell myself, like, I've already lost it all once. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's just. It is like having your house catch on fire and you lose all your photos. It, and it, it's like, okay, well, you're never going to get them back. So yeah. where do you go from here? And yeah. it certainly isn't as hard to lose other things now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just really the truth. So don't be afraid. I'm not going to say don't be afraid of divorce. I think everybody should be afraid of divorce on some level. Yeah. But don't be afraid to of what help. God is willing. Don't be yeah. afraid to get help. Get help. Don't be afraid to allow God to do the thing that nobody thinks 
should be happening. Don't yes. be afraid of that. Yes. Yeah. He's going to do things. What He's yeah. going to do. He always does things mm-hmm. that we don't think are the norm. They mm-hmm. shouldn't be happening. This isn't what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Don't be afraid of that. Yeah. Let God take care of it. Yep. And I mean, he works so many, you know, it's, I, I loved this. Um, I watched a documentary of, um, oh, what's the Jewish lady that uh, saved all the people during the, um, her and her sister. Anne Frank? Yeah. Uh, no, not Anne Frank. It was uh, two. Oh, the um, behind the eye. What is that called? Behind the curtain or something? Yeah, I can't remember her name, but not she, Corey Ten Boom. I'm yeah, just throwing it. That's out. what it is. Oh, that's it. it was I'm Corey Ten Boom. Yeah, and she, I, I love one thing that she said is that she had this tapestry, and she would go and speak to the women, and she'd hold up this tapestry, and on the back of the tapestry, it was a total mess mm. of all of oh, this all stuff. the strings. Yeah. yeah, and it's so ugly, but she said. You don't know mm-hmm. how God is working in your life. And she would turn it around. And it's such a beautiful picture. Because what we have to see is that even when things are a mess and everything's are distraught, and mm-hmm. it's not just through divorce. It could be through so mm-hmm. many other things, right? So many other things. Is that God is still in the picture working. We just don't know yeah. that picture. And through the divorce, I um, put a puzzle together with my youngest son and said, God is, I kind of did a different thing. And I just said, God is putting each piece of the mm-hmm. puzzle to make the big picture someday. And we would did it. We just put it together and I framed it. And, you know, we, it's about trust. We just have to trust God every day and just delight ourselves with him. And that's all we can do mm-hmm. for, until God takes us home. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's not hard. We make it hard. We just, <laughs> we do. We make it hard because it is about, it is about, having a submissive heart yeah. like the life of a christian yeah for those of you who may not be christians yeah here's a big selling point yeah you're gonna have to be submissive like, <laughs> the life of a christian is yeah. about a being heart a servant that is totally yeah service prostrate to yeah god yeah like it is that position of mm-hmm. on your face mm-hmm. well look at jesus he he washed their feet yeah he was humble he washed their feet you know you you see I mean, he, just an amazing example of, you know, just loving people mm-hmm. at all extremes. And for, for people who aren't sure, like, how to get how to get out yeah. of a bad marriage, how to, where is my rescue coming? Well, even if it's not a marriage, whatever suffering you're in and yeah. you can't find God, you're like, where is God in this? Why isn't he rescuing me? Um, I got a trick for you. Yeah. Um, full, full on submission. I mean, when, when your heart is there in the posture, mm-hmm. that's when the rescue happens. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying you're not, you're not, your heart's not moving there. You're not looking at that. Yeah. I just know I'd had a pastor tell me way long time ago when I was 19, um, Diana, you can have mashed potatoes without gravy. Yeah. And I remembered that before my separation, I was like, maybe the point of me, maybe my calling is his understanding God's grace. Maybe that's really it. And at that moment, I remembered it is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. And I was like, whoa, if that's all that matters, then I can have mashed potatoes without gravy. And maybe I can live this marriage. Like now that is a faulted view and that God would want me to live this. He would want me subjective. But I wasn't even at the place where I realized all the things that had happened were wrong. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even there. I was just thinking, how do I live like this in, in the whole big picture? Mm-hmm. And when I had those thoughts, that was the moment I think my heart was like, I can have mashed potatoes without gravy. Yeah. And that's, I'm not even kidding, within the week, yeah. the rescue happened. Yeah. Just started happening. One, right? Just, I can't even describe. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment of like this pr- protective bubble mm-hmm. where I felt f- clarity yeah. and healing and safe mm-hmm. in spite of all the chaos so surreal i had three pastors calling me diana how are you doing what i can't believe this just i can't believe that what is and i'm like i feel i'm i feel amazing god's i feel like totally protected i don't want this feeling to ever go away because i know it's surreal and i know Mm -hmm. it's just totally of god Mm -hmm. i'll probably never get it back (laughs) i was like let me keep it as long as i can like i can't even describe what that felt like yeah yeah it's there people it's real it is it is and it's the peace that passes all understanding. The point of the story that I was yes. forgetting to tell you about David is yeah. 
when there is an end to suffering, there's always a reason to rejoice. That was the point because people, I think, were like, oh, her husband died and then she married David. And, you know, the whole point, I'm totally killing the application that was given to me that made a huge impression on me. But it was that anytime there's an end to suffering, there is a reason to rejoice. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget that. No, and, and suffering shows what our heart is about. So all the trials that we mm-hmm. go through, um, I, I've, I've actually turned my thinking in differently because now when a trial comes, it's a test. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, how am I going to get through this test? Am I going to pass it with an A or am I going to pass it with an F? Mm-hmm. So it's testing of my heart. You're so, giving yourself so, letter grades yes, on everything you do. I am. <laughs> so, don't letter so grade me right. when you see me in the gym. <laughs> not on my workout, not on my... Like, no, well, let me tell you, I don't pass all those tests with A's, oh but I keep working on I'm, it. I'm happy uh, being a BC. I'm yeah. No, not, not when it comes to my walk. Yeah, right. yeah. Heather, right. thank you. I apologize to your son for making him wait. He needs a ride. Oh, thank you so much so, for having me. I appreciate, yeah, really appreciate it. I really it. do. I appreciate your ministry too. So. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if other people do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Thanks, Heather. You're welcome. Nine to nine, nine.